Welcome, 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 viewers. Viewers and listeners. No, this isn't one of those. This is just a listener's one. This is, yeah, this is possibly starting as we mean to go on very rambly. Uh, this is Fret Talk Podcast number 126. You are here with your host. It's Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are also joined by Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Wee. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, this is like... Oddly, it's like it's it's our um, it's our Christmas episode, um, and at the moment it doesn't feel it doesn't feel vastly Christmassy for us because we are on the ninth at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the way that scheduling falls, this will be the last like pre-recorded podcast before Christmas. Um, well, at least before it lands. That's because we might have the opportunity to record one more before Christmas actually <laughs> lands. Yeah, but then that'll be released like yeah. on New Year's Eve or whenever it is. Yeah, yeah. So so this is this is the Christmas cast. So let's kind of amp ourselves up artificially for Christmasiness. Woo! Yay! <laughs> we should have we should have uh, done the stream wearing Christmas jumpers. It would it would have been like the the saddest, um, saddest Christmassy thing ever. Um, but yeah, so Matt, how are you, Matt? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Um, yeah, yeah, I think I'm okay. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely not in the Christmas spirit. I did. I said that as soon as ja- as as soon January, uh, as soon as December hit, I would I would allow myself to feel Christmassy. But I feel like that tap has not opened yet. It's it's gonna yeah. it's gonna come along. I've I've busted out a few Christmas tunes. I've like actively selected to listen to a few on on YouTube, but I'm still not there yet. How about yourself? You were I I I'm not a Christmas person. I'm I'm very much a, you know if you want to enjoy yourself, have fun. Not for me. Saying that, I have played three Christmas parties, which means playing Slade Merry Christmas three times, which... Ugh. I love that tune. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's not Slade's best, uh, best efforts. No, but like, it, it's... I don't mind it, and you get, like, it's... It's a Christmas party. Everybody's up. Everybody's drunk. It's the last song that you play. Everybody goes absolutely freaking nuts. People are screaming it's Christmas from the first verse at you, even though that doesn't <laughs> yeah. come to the last fucking chorus. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't, I don't mind it too much. But yeah, I, like Christmas is not really a time of year for me. So on the on the um, on the on the topic of Christmas songs. If you were to have a top three Christmas Christmas songs list, what would they be, Matt? Uh, number one would be Don't Let the Bells End by The Darkness. Good choice. Number Good two choice. would be The Pogues and Kirsty McCall, um, Fairy Tale in New York. Number three, um, Merry Christmas, Everyone by 
Elvis, is it Elvis Costello? I can't remember. No, it's Shaking Stevens. Shaking Stevens. They're all the bloody same, them lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's like the Elvis Costello of Wales. (laughs) Yeah, that would probably be my top three. How about yourself? Go on. Yeah, it it doesn't deviate much from that. I think Slade would be number one, like far and away, because it is just, it's archetypal (laughs) British Christmas. And just like lyrically, it is, it is, it is the British British holiday season, isn't it? Like Nana getting drunk and <laughs> <laughs> like the Santa what, and, and yeah. Mum kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, that that's that's very American, isn't it? The uh, <laughs> Mama kissing Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, whereas, it, it, like all of the lyrics, just it it makes you think of like a, a really kind of shit party that but it's it's like it's it'll do and it, it's 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 all right for the time of year yeah it, it, it is it's it's that very british it'll yeah. do it, yeah 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 <laughs> you're like silently content with it like yeah this is fine and that's that's the kind of the 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 warmth that 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 song brings to me it just reminds me of just like just shit christmas <laughs> um, so that's number 1 yeah and then and then the darkness obviously because they they were wronged by um, by mad world taking their number christmas number 1 spot that that is just a horrible injustice that was so for <laughs> For any of our American listeners, um, the year that The Darkness released their their Christmas song, aiming for that number one spot, um, a, a, a version of Mad World. I can't remember who he even. Gary it, Jules. There you go, Gary Jules. Um, Did, yeah, and it was for Mass Effect Two, I think. Was it Mass Effect? It was, it was for a computer game. Oh, was it Gears of War? It might have been Gears of War. Yeah, but yeah. It, it was. It was for a. a, a game that was being released that Christmas um, and it was for the video game trailer um, and they released it and I like that version of that song but like it's not a Christmas song is it? Like... Oh yeah yeah completely and <laughs> I think excuse me whilst I sit at the Christmas table and try and find a vein to open <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very much that isn't it? Um, the, the I think the darkness that year suffered from um suffered from the fact that they uh they spooged a bit too early they uh they released that song in kind of like mid-november and it built up all that hype and people were like yeah this is awesome but then it just lost that traction at that last moment where it was yeah. our, our gary jewel did it at the last minute he, he came in came in like pumping hard yeah but Really? And you'd 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 had that advert and not, no ability to buy the song for like six or seven weeks, and yeah. then as soon as it dropped, just everybody just started buying it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a it was a really quick burn on that one, but it just just at the last minute pipped pipped the darkness, and it was it was a shame. Uh, yeah, and and again, like the the darkness Christmas tune. Um, the last uh, live podcast I didn't do because I went to see The Darkness and I've seen them for the past 
maybe eight years as well. So like massive darkness fan and they always play that. Uh there was there was a time when we saw them in in like May or something and they still played it. They were like, <laughs> Yeah, let's get in that Christmas spirit. Um yeah. so they're they're really good fun with it. But it just again it harked back to like all of the 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 classic Christmas tunes of the seventies, like Slade and like yeah. Like where the Christmas number one was like this sacred thing that people wanted, like really wanted to do, and they they really tried hard to get it. Uh, and these days, it's it's never really a thing. It's it's either like really kind of wet lettuce pop, which is kind of like bungled together at the last minute and doesn't. It's just kind of like really sweetly saccharine. Um, holiday, like vague holiday sentiments, yeah. or it's it's something that's not even related. Like um, the X Factor tunes are usually the one, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, obviously that can't happen this year because the X Factor isn't a thing this year. They they did a celebrity thing that is already finished. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like. Um, the other what the other song that I probably should have put in my top three that it, I need to do a shout out for is Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name, <laughs> which obviously was Christmas number one in two thousand and nine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but that that is that's Christmas number one by a technicality. There is absolutely <laughs> no Christmas in that song whatsoever. <laughs> there, there is because everybody on Christmas Day has thought the last few words of that song. On Christmas Day, you've all, like, at some point in the day, you've all thought, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me, I'm going to bed, or I'm going home, or I need to get out of here. So, yeah, it absolutely has Christmas sentiment. (laughs) 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 And I've just killed the budget pedal chap. (laughs) I believe believe you did, yeah. That reminds me, actually, I think I'm actually going to keep that one in. Uh, On the last, (laughs) the last podcast... Uh, the the live one with Lee of the way I've edited it because I've edited out all of the coughs apart from like one where he makes uh, like makes specific mention to it, but like Lee will stop what he's saying when when I cough on that uh, that uh, live podcast, but because I've edited out the coughs, it makes him sound like he's mental. Really funny. <laughs> That's why I keep talking because I know you can just mute your side of the audio. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I mean that's uh, that's the experience coming in there. That is because we we've been doing this for so long that we are we we finish each other's sentences almost. Yeah, yeah, we're we're getting on the way to doing that. Indeed. Um, so number three, you've only done two. Oh yeah. So uh, what? So uh, Slade. Uh, so darkness. you've done Slade and Bellend. Yeah. Um, I would go for the Pogues, but because you've done it, uh, I'm going to go for Band-Aid. Love that tune. Yeah, I can get on board with that. The original, obviously. Yeah, yeah, standard. Standard. <laughs> like, the ones afterwards can go suck a dick. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, even the one in, like, 2020 that had the darkness in. Nah, forget that. Um, it's all about the, the full-on 80s one. Like Midjur and um, and Bob Geldof, they yeah. they nailed it the first time. They they absolutely did. And like as as much as there have been some 
some alright version since none of them have ever kind of felt like the original. The original is just the absolute best yeah. of, of that. There was um there's this a bootleg version of um of a darkness concert back when they they would a lot during the sec the tour of the second album. Uh and they had they just got rid of um Frankie on, on the bass and they brought in that new guy, Richie Edwards. Um and they were doing they done like an intro to to their um their Christmas song, the Don't Let the Bells In. And they were doing like a, a solo uh piano vocal um do they know it's Christmas? And he gets up to the uh the bit where Bono sings and stops singing and everyone else sings it. He says, Oh fuck, even, even you lot won't let me sing Bono's line. <laughs> Fucking oh, brilliant. And I imagine yeah. that's exactly how it went in the studio is Bono waltzed in and says, I am having that line, you can't stop me. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean yeah. I weren't there. I don't I don't know that if that's how it happened, but I'm almost certain. He's definitely the kind of person that would do that, isn't he? Yeah, well, I, from what I understand. He's done like loads of humanitarian stuff and like charity work and whatnot. But he's a bit too smug about doing it as well. Yeah, he also likes to tell you that he's done. Like, he d- he does all the humanitarian work, but he likes to tell you that he does all the humanitarian work. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, I think that's... He, he's he's a, he's an easy easy chapter to hate on, isn't he? A bit like the Gibson of the, uh, the celebrity world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. I'm just going to put a little disclaimer in at this point for for Joe telling him he's going to probably get to work and back because looking at the time, we haven't done what have you been up to yet and where. Uh, yeah, I'd say we're <laughs> at least a good 12 minutes in, if not more. Um, yeah, so uh, we're we carrying on the, the Christmas tradition of uh, like Christmas casts where we usually ramble for more than we, we do uh, in a standard cast. <laughs> Yeah, was it was it last year we did the two hour special? Uh, I believe so, and I'm not entirely sure whether this one is going to make that. But let's uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, if it if it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We'll 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 take that journey together, you, me, and the listeners. <laughs> the listeners already know, though. That's not that, that's not fair. Yeah. So, uh, Matt, let's uh, let's let's get vaguely on track. Um, what have you been up to this week? Um, well, I suppose I can talk about last week because I, I, I wasn't on the, the live cast. You can. Um, and I we recorded a podcast on Monday and then on Tuesday I had a parcel arrive. Yes, you did. And I mentioned it to you as we were finishing recording that I'd had a tracking notification. Yeah. And yeah, the parcel arrived yeah. the next day. Um Woo. And I, and, I, and I opened it up, and it was an Epiphone box. And I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I've been scammed here. Yeah, so there was a, a big box, and then inside the big box was an Epiphone box. And I was yeah. like, I assume this is what it is, but that's quite a funny thing. But I, yeah, so I took it out, and inside that was a guitar-shaped case. Nice. So I, I opened up the guitar-shaped case, and inside it was a guitar. 
was all of your <laughs> dreams coming true? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was it was uh, the Les Paul from from the famous on the bench series by the Guitar Geek. Yeah, over on YouTube that um, I have been waiting for. So I initially was talking like this all started because basically I was talking to the Guitar Geek about Les Pauls and me wanting one. Yeah, um, and he was like, well. I could do something similar to... I don't think he realised how much extra work he'd be putting into the series at the time. He's like, I could do something similar to what I did with my with my Les Paul from the, from the On The Bench series. And I was like, I mean, if you're up for doing that, I'd, I'd be well up for sending you some cash over. So that's what we did. We sourced the Les Paul, I sent some cash over. And then once I'd paid, paid, paid off the amount that we'd, we'd agreed on, he started work on it. That was in yeah. January. Um, and then... Sort of, it was almost done by June, and then obviously, if you've got a small family, a young family like uh, Andrew has, like you get holidays getting in the way. Then there's like events and stuff that you do all out all throughout the summer. Yeah. So it kind of got put on the back burner, and then sort of in October we finally got around to finishing it. Um, we obviously got the 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 last video in the series was early November, and then like I say, the guitar finally arrived last week. And I can't put it down. I just, I, I can't. <laughs> I am, I am like so chuffed for you. It's yeah, because it, it. This is something that you've been mentioning since since the cast begun that you were you wanted to own your very own real proper Les Paul. Yeah. So I've I like. I, in fact, I won't even say I've always covered a Les Paul because when I first started learning guitar. I wasn't a fan of the body shape and obviously when you're first learning and you're 14 you don't really understand about pickups and about like yeah, an, yeah. anything anything you you literally go yeah this one Clapton, looks nice. Clapton, Clap, Clapton plays a strat Hendrix plays a strat I want a strat <laughs> and, yeah. and that's kind of where, where it had been for me and then I kind of went through a punk phase and wanted telecasters for a while because Joe Strummer was my hero and then I actually started like listening to what the guitar sounded through sounded like through my amps. Yeah. And at that point I was like, no, I want humbuckers. I yeah. want a Les Paul. I want to sound like you know, that that seventies classic rock sound that every, whether it was Kossoff or whether it's Page or you know, that sound was was kind of like, right, that is my end goal. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to work out the best way about going about it. And very quickly, I tried Epiphone Les Pauls, and they're not for me. They're a bit sticky, and I was like, rather than half-arsing this, I want yeah. to get a proper Gibson. And, yeah, I've kind of been on that journey for about six years at this point, um, and it's it's finally happened. Like I said, I've been talking to, to Andy about it for probably coming up for two years at this point, um, and... Yeah, we could, we just kind of worked together on it, and he, um, like the whole process, he he was always asking me questions, like sort of pick up pick up styles and you know hardware. Whether like initially, even when he started sanding the guitar, it was going to stay with a black painted top, and then the comment section was like, "Oh, we'd like like we want to see what's yeah. underneath the top because they've seen the, the rest of it." Show us the green, uh, yeah, and you were like, "Yeah," and I was like. Not. Well, I, I, I want to see it as well, so yeah, why not? And then, obviously, he stained the guitar black, and he, like, 
rubbed it back and he's like oh that's an ace finish and then he stained it back black again and I was like well, if, you'd have, if you'd have messaged me at that point like you know you have, you've been messaging me for a while if you'd have just taken a photo and said doesn't this look cool I'd have said fuck yeah it looks cool so we then sanded it all back again um, and we came we decided that, that finish basically came about by him just having a go <laughs> yeah. and yeah it, it looks absolutely amazing I've, I've gigged it three times and every single time whether it's been somebody else in the band in our first gig or whether it's been like people in the crowd, I've had people coming up and say, that's a stunning guitar. What is it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, it looks like nothing else, which... Yeah, and that, that's it. it. It looks like a custom-made guitar because it basically yeah. is, like, with the exception of the wood, Yeah, pretty much everything is, is non-stock at this point, like... It's obviously it's got the the tailpiece from his Explorer. <laughs> oh no, it was, it was the the yeah. tail pole pieces from the Explorer because he hadn't taken the 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 inserts out. The tailpiece is like Goto. The bridge is somebody else. Uh, the tuners obviously are, are, are gold um, tuners. I can't even remember. They they're either Shallow or Goto. I can't remember. But you know they're branded tuners rather than Gibson's yeah. own ones. Um. It's got the Nick Silver pickups in it, um, which are brilliant. Gun Street wiring harness. Yeah, like the whole thing is basically completely customised um, and it, it just feels so good to play. I the, the day I bought it, I I put a photo in the group of me, like you could half see me and half see the guitar. And basically I said, the guitar arrived four hours ago and I reckon I've been playing <laughs> it for more than three hours. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I, I just I couldn't put. I, I must have played. I must have been playing it for five five hours at least that first day, and then all the people in the the, the block of flats that I'm in started arriving home, and it was getting getting a bit later in the day, and it was like I can't really be like because I was pushing the ass off the marshal because you know <laughs> it, it, the, that's the sound you want, isn't it? You a oh, Les yeah. Paul through a cranked marshal, so I cranked the marshal, and there was nobody else in the block of flats that I was in. Like all of the cars were out of the car park, so I knew I was the only one in the building. So I put it in a five watt mode, and I cranked the ass off it. And I would, like I say, I, I played it for a while like that, and then I and then I flicked it down to the one watt mode, and then it was like, you know what? It's it's getting on for like seven o'clock at this point. I probably should stop yeah. pissing people off. Um, <laughs> so I put it down. Um, I then took it to a band practice for the new band, um, where again the the guys that they really like the look of the guitar. Um, and we tried it for a few of the songs in there. It sounds brilliant. Like um, Thin Lizzy, Whiskey in the Jar. It just absolutely, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it, it was just absolutely perfect for that. There's a few other songs that we do that kind of need that kind of raucous, rocky tone. Um, yeah, just absolutely. And and uh, the, the bass player is a bit of a collector of instruments as well. And he he was really like really impressed i've been asked by a couple of people like could you get could you get me one of those made and i was like i've spoken <laughs> to andy he's not doing this ever again <laughs> absolutely not like he won't even do it for himself like he didn't want to leave the let the guitar leave but he's not even going to do it for himself like it's it's so much work that he's put into it yeah. and i am so 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 grateful for that absolutely and then you, yeah, so the the rest of my what what I've been up to is, is I played three Christmas parties, which I alluded to a little bit earlier. Three very different experiences. <laughs> so the first one was for a motorcycle club. Um, okay. 
and I I was at work in the daytime and I worked from eleven till eight PM. I then walked to the venue yeah. and we went on stage at nine. Nice. <laughs> so the rest of the guys had loaded my gear in, in the day. I dropped it off at the other guitarist's house the night before. Yeah. It's like, can you just get this into the venue? Um and I will just you know, I'll set up when I get there. So I got there like forty minutes before we were supposed to go on. Had to set all my gear up. Probably did that with about fifteen minutes to spare. Because um, obviously I do back and vocals, so I had to set microphones and stuff up as well. And was doing that, and then, but like when we went on, people were not really ready enough. I assume they they had a sit down meal, and it was fairly kind of tame uh, because they weren't ready to get up and dance. Mm. Um, and then when we took our break, pretty much everybody left and there was like 20 people left for the second half. Um, and it, it still took them like another five or six songs to get into it in the second half. And by the, by the end of it, there was maybe 10 people up and dancing, but it was, it was a very, very tame kind of affair. Um, I think it was a bit guy heavy in terms of like, normally it's the girls that get people up on the dance floor, but there was maybe 20 women out of the... 90 people that were there so they, they they were all kind of a little bit yeah, intimidated they're fighting by the losing rest of battle the there aren't they really yeah so it, it was it was kind of a very weird experience but um I started that gig with the Les Paul and I finished the gig with the Les Paul and I realized that at no point had I put the guitar down even for songs that <laughs> really needed single coils or really <laughs> needed you know that like my cabernet can kind of do a single like basically a hot single coil kind yeah. of sound but yeah i hadn't picked it up at all i just had the, the les paul in my hand the entire time and just like the bridge pickup is fairly bright and i've been using the tone control i've been using the tone control you'd be, you'd be proud of me i've been using the tone control to oh. kind of tame it down a little yeah. bit and then just instead of picking the single coils i was just like ah fuck the tone tone up tone up on 10 and just just yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, get the, it'll be fine. The bright snap, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a bit of a weird one. We then had a gig in a marquee in December. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's a semi semi permanent marquee. Yeah. Um, so obviously, um, a marquee in December needs heating. Yeah. So they have like external like heaters on the outside that pump hot air in. Um, where would you imagine they would put the intake for the, the the hot air that comes in? So the hot air gets pumped in at 70 degrees and then sent around the room. Where would you put, would you put that, say, in the corner away from people? Or would you put it next to a table? Or would you put it behind where the band are playing? Oh, yeah, yeah def- <laughs> definitely the one with the band. Yeah, yeah, definitely that one. Yeah, so the the intake for the hot air that comes in at 70 degrees was about three foot from the one plug socket in the entire marquee, <laughs> right where my amp was. Oh, no. So I literally used the case for my pedal train pedal board to kind of shield, shield my amp a little bit. Um, but because... It had been on for like the the heating had been on for like six hours at this point. It was it was at a state where it was going on for a bit and then off and then yeah. on when the temperature dropped a little bit. But the problem was because that meant that the air temperature around me 
was going from like 50 degrees centigrade down to about 20. Tuna was all over the place. It didn't matter what, because like I, ha- I played the Cabernet for a bit on that one and I played the Les Paul and the, the temperature was changing by like 20 degrees. <laughs> so yeah. every single song, by the end of it, I was out of tune. It didn't matter whether it was a three minute song or a five minute song. Like it was just, I, I literally had to tune between every song. It was mental. That's it's just, yeah. It's not good for the guitars. It's really not good for the guitars. No, no, not at all. Because it's, it's just got to be flexing the wood back and forth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And like I left, I was like really, really not enjoying myself. I was like, I'm really hot, really hot. Oh, it's all right. Oh, I'm really hot. Oh, it's all right. And like, I I don't do well with hot temperatures anyway. So like, I w- I wasn't particularly enjoyed. But like that of the crowds, that was definitely the best crowd we had. People yeah. were up and dancing from the first number. Everybody was kind of ready for it. Um, and if if I ignore the temperature change and the fact that I had to tune between songs, yeah, it was a it was a great gig. Bang on. And and then we had Saturday, so that was last Friday. Um, and then last Saturday we did a gig where we turned up, we were told we'd be on at quarter past nine. Uh, mm-hmm. So of course we started at half 10 because <laughs> yeah. it's a Christmas party. And yeah, like they didn't, they didn't finish in their mains until 10 o'clock. <laughs> we were supposed to be on at quarter past nine. They didn't finish their mains until 10. Cause you know, so yeah, did that. We went on at half 10 and we were told, right, you'll be playing up to midnight. And then at quarter past 11, they went, right, you've got three more songs. Like, <laughs> what? Huh? But you expect like, these yeah, to be yeah. prog ballads? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, so, like, we, we got paid the full amount. We were, so we were supposed to be doing two and a half hours. We played for an hour. Um, we got paid the full amount. But, like, it's bearing in mind, I'd so I work, I'm back on night shifts now. Yeah. So I left the gig the night before. So I had the gig on the Friday, which was the, the one with the, the temperature changes. I left that gig at uh, quarter to one, got to work at 1 a.m., finished work at half past 7 a.m., came home, went to sleep for two hours. Then I had to get up and get to the venue for the, this, the next gig to go and set up because we had to set up and be done before the room was being dressed. So we, we set up in there. I then went home, had another couple of hours of nap, got up, had a shower, got got dressed, went and did this. So basically I was running on four hours sleep and I'd been running my ass off all day, inconvenienced myself for this gig where we managed to play for an hour. So that was a bit frustrating. Yeah. And at a point in time where you're the least tolerant as well. Yeah. Yeah. So like... I, I really enjoyed myself. I played the Les Paul for the entire gig again. Um, but, like, it was just kind of... It was one of those where it was just an inconvenient gigging experience. Yeah. No, but, hey, full, full whack money-wise. I, I, and that's it. Like, if you're the ones, at the end of the day, you pay... As long as you're paying us, you can tell us to do whatever you want within yeah, legal yeah. reasons. <laughs> <laughs> That is definitely fret talk right there, that is. <laughs> uh, and yeah. I reckon we, we give uh, Mr. Mr. Guitar Geek a, a shout out for his his YouTubes and whatnots here, just for being an absolute dude and, and sorting that out and yeah. making an absolute banging job. So uh, Andy is 
the Guitar Geek at YouTube, and I think it's uh, Andy Guitar Geek at Instagram. I think so. Um, so yeah. yeah, those are the places you find him, and you can you can watch the, the on the bench series with uh, with Matt's uh, Les Paul being made. Um, the worst and, uh, on on top of that, sorry. Um, there's also some sound clips of my guitar. He did he did a um, oh yeah yeah of course Epiphone Epiphone versus Custom Shop Gibson. Can you tell the difference? And then he threw in my guitar and a Maybach. Um, and he was there, so there's sound clips of all the all of those in one episode, and there like one one version on his um, mm-hmm. one video on his YouTube, and then he gives you the answers as to which one is which. So if you watch the second one, you can work out which one is is my guitar, and then and then yeah, work it along. backwards. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched the first one and didn't watch the second one, sir. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. It's Schrodinger's instrument at the moment. So I I managed to pick out the Epiphone and the Maybach perfectly, mm-hmm. um, and I mistook my guitar for the the custom shop partner. <laughs> All right, so you know, yeah, yeah so <laughs> that's that's a a bit of a glowing recommendation, isn't it? It is. And um, in in the the second video, um, he also has the guy who wound the pickups that are in my guitar. Um, to guess which of the which of the guitars, and obviously he got he, he can hear his own pickups even through YouTube compression. <laughs> yeah, YouTube compression is it's an interesting demon. <laughs> um, because there are there are things that I record. Because I mean, if if you don't know by now, listener, that I I've got a YouTube channel. Like, just what the fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, like. Uh, there are things that I record and think, oh, this sounds absolutely banging. And then I put it through YouTube and it sounds just like wet potato. It's like, oh, oh that's <laughs> really disappointing. Um, but it's it's the YouTube compression gods that you've got to, got to pray to for that. Um, there was a, a mention of, um, of your, um, your guitar on... The the Why Mag podcast, and it comes through like a little discussion that um, that I think Andy had posted up that he'd he'd got a troll, and the, the, there was this guy who uh, uh, posted up a video, basically slagging off what he'd done to your guitar. Uh, yeah, he saying that he really didn't like the finish, and then you're like. If like if if that's not your finish, then yeah, by all means, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I personally thought it was absolutely banging. You you absolutely love it, and which is the the kind of main thing. If you love it, then job's done, isn't it? Uh, yeah. But this guy was like adamant that it was uh, that it was not a not a great finish. Uh, but then, like, started uh, slagging Andy off. In in a really weird way, going like that he'd he'd posted comments on on that video, basically slagging the guitar off, and then yeah. then asked asked him for a collaboration. Asked him don't like directly af- afterwards. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Do you want to do you want to do some collaboration work? I'd love to work with you. 
It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> that, it's just the, the craziest thing. It's like, uh, it's like the, the equivalent of like walking up to someone in the street and just like slapping them in the face and then going, oh, uh, do you want to go catch a beer? And it's like, no, yeah. no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, he's just absolutely nuts. And then he, he the the same guy um, then said HP42 hates me because he'd commented on the video of him slagging off Andy. Oh, had um, of, of wow, yeah, wow. And um, the guy was like, yeah, I know it's so ridiculous, isn't it? And uh, and HP, the response was just, oh, you've really read, read it wow in your own interpretation, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> so Henning was just like trolling him as well. And then he, he literally put up another video just saying, Henning Pauly now hates me. Um, yeah, yeah he's, he's clearly slightly insane. Yeah, I mean... You you would you'd lean towards kind of some some form of uh some some form of condition that's possibly causing this that he he's just unaware of kind of social norms. Yeah. Um but maybe it's not. Maybe he's just so deluded that he, he thinks that that everyone owes him like the the entire world owes him a it's possible. Yeah. 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 Some, yeah. Some people are like that. Um, I'm not, I don't even remember the guy's um, YouTube handle. And I, when I first saw that, um, that, that um, whole video, because uh, I, I clicked on it through like the, the link that was posted in this, this uh, YouTube thread, uh, sorry, the Facebook thread. When I first saw it, I, I I was livid. I was like, "This is ridiculous." The amount of time and effort Andy's put into this, I am going to go to town on this guy. And then I just stopped and just thought, actually, it's, number one, it's it's not worth my time. Like clearly, the the guy uh, is beyond reason because otherwise he he wouldn't have acted this way in the first place. And I just yeah. thought, I don't. Look, I don't want to make his video more visible. I don't. I don't really watched it, so that's that's added to it. <laughs> but by commenting or like putting a thumbs down on it or something, it's gonna make it. It's gonna more do something. Yeah, it's gonna do something. To yeah. The so I, I, or the, like, I obviously, um, Andy's seen it, um, and it, like he actually sent me a link to the video, and he was like. Go and watch this because this is hilarious. <laughs> so Andy's Andy's having it like it yeah. is not fussed about. It. Like it's not going to affect him in the. I think it's it's a video with maybe eighty or ninety views on YouTube. The guy's got no subscribe. He's got one subscriber, which is himself, and one which is one of the guys from the YMAG, just so that he could continue. To, yeah, he, um, he had three. Andy subscribed to him as well, I believe. Oh, there you go. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's which... that's even better. But yeah, um, yeah. Like the guy doesn't need any tracks, and he's 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 got a few ranty videos. He there's there's I don't know whether you look through the rest of his channel, but he he criticised Toman for putting the price up of the the two twelve with the vintage thirties because people are talking about it on the internet. 
not realizing that the price has changed because the price is in euros and he's looking at it in USD. So when the US dollar drops against the euro, the price goes up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you've added five bucks onto the price of this because it's getting ad- it's getting big advertising in, in the YouTube circle. I think everybody should stop buying from Toman until the price goes back down. Um, um, Just... And even if, even if they do, <laughs> like... It's an absolutely banging deal, and like people, it's still cheaper than two of those speakers. What are you talking about? Yeah, and and, and there are people out there who are saying like actually buying them and going these are actually really good. Um, so you just like well, I don't care if it's a five or more. In, in yeah. fact, like even if it is like an extra twenty quid, it'd still be worth. Yeah, it's it's still worth like 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 we were saying. Two of those speakers is more than the price of that cab. Yeah. So you're, yeah, you're not going to lose out. Yeah, there's some voodoo happening there, and rather than ragging on it for for an incremental increase, just enjoy the fact that Toman are, are bringing you an absolutely amazing Bargain. deal. Yeah, yeah, and it's not the only thing they do. That's bargainous. The the guitars as well. Like they they do. I think it was a telly shape for like ninety ninety eight quid or something like that. And yeah. the, I've played the Tobin stuff, the the Harley Benton branded stuff, and it's it's not bad. You're probably talking like at very worst, kind of like that that low tier Squire stuff, and that. Is an extra like fifty quid on top of that, so win, win, win. Yep. So, yeah, it's just people like that. I cannot abide by, it. and I will, I will not be part of making their channel more visible, even if it is by sending poisonous comments their way. I just, I'm not going to be part of it. And I'm I'm really glad that Andy hasn't taken it personally, and he's just just <laughs> kind of having fun with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how we got there. Um, <laughs> I think we were talking about my guitar, and it kind of yeah, <laughs> spiraled. Because yeah. um, <laughs> we're we're forty minutes in, uh, we'll we'll do more what we've been up to is before we hit this like mega mega. I mean this <laughs> this segment should take a good forty minutes anyway, so I think we're we're probably smashing the two hour mark already. Um so I, Yeah, exactly. Woo. Um I released uh a video on my channel this week. Um with so it was the, the Tate Effect Power Amp Distortion. I mentioned it on the live cast, but I don't think it had quite been released by that point. Maybe it had. I don't know. We'll talk about it again. Um, it's have you have you heard it, Matt? I have. It's it's uh, it's a bit a bit dirty, isn't it? it? It's it's a bit raucous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you you play the Raise the Dead, and you think this is this is a filth monster, and then you you play that power amp distortion, and especially when I put it then through the driven amp, oh. That, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah. know why I thought this is loads of gain. I'm gonna put more gain on this. Um, but it did. It worked, and it there was just something, something unholy about that. 
Yeah, uh, I, 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 I think he needs to make bring that back, bring yeah. it, bring it back into the range for a special. I mean, I know he's doing special runs of everything at the moment and just like building his own version of other people's kits and stuff. But yeah, just, just bring it back for like a five issue one or something. He's, I'm really liking the Tate FX lineup at the moment. I mean, he's got his his staples, which I mean, we've we've absolutely spoken tons about the uh, the Antair has been an absolute just gene, like stroke of genius, and there's like there's not a bad one in the line. They're they're all like solid pedals, uh, but I love the fact that he's just having fun with it at the moment, where he's doing like like these crazy little special runs. He did the uh, the germanium variant of the the raise the dead. And then not content with that, he's decided to do like a couple of little uh, tag board range masters. Yeah. He's done a tag board raise the dead as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course he did, yeah. And just like yeah. the transistors like popping at the top of this tag board. It's, it's just, it's, it's pure, pure beautiful art um, in, in electronic format. Uh, so I love the fact that he's doing these, these little... Just, just little experiments, and he's, it, it's, it's really, really clear that he's just having fun with, with the whole pedal making thing. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm completely cool with that. Um, and the, the prices he's doing for these one-offs is not bad as well. It's, it's very tempting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if it, if it wasn't this time of year, I, I'd, I'd be, I'd probably end up. Like he did a he did a all black enclosure raise the dead standard and a raise the dead germanium. I think the standard one he was selling for seventy five quid and the germanium was ninety five quid. And they're still yeah. available. Like they've been they've been on the gear page for two days and they're still available. And if it was any other month, I'd have had that that, that germanium raise the dead. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He did a big box version of the um of one of them as well. Didn't he? Like a a fifteen ninety BB. In like a dark blue finish, that, that yeah. looked wicked as well. Uh, so yeah, these these things are absolutely just just cool. Um, but yeah, I think the whole point of me uh, releasing that video on the power amp distortion was a sneaky little go on, do it, do it, release it again, <laughs> do it, yeah, do yeah. it, do it, do it, do it. There we go. So you've got fret talk approval there. Um, what else have I done? Um, I played my SG. I think I might have done a, an Instagram. Oh yeah, I did. I did do an Instagram post on that of me yeah. actually playing the SG, um, and I was playing it through a really, really quiet amp. And again, I think I think I was either trying not to wake people up or I was trying to not annoy the neighbours so it was literally like whisper quiet but it still sounded absolutely ripping um and that yeah I'd, uh, for the for the new year whenever that will be uh, with the next cast I need to I need to do the the little little tweaks to that I've got I've got a bridge waiting for it I've got a nut waiting for it and I just need to fix those little things because it's it's a great guitar but it's got those little, little nitpicky, niggly things that you just like. Yeah, yeah. So I need, I need to get those done, uh, and then it then it'll be absolutely sound. Um, 
yeah, those uh, the Fletcher P90s. I don't know what they are. Um, I remember him saying they were an absolute bastard to make and that he he's not keen on making anymore. But they sound really good. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit like the power amp distortion here. Um, if you uh, if you want some really cool P90 tones, I would I would suggest on mass. Asseline Fletch and just going, go on, make us some as well, please. Make us. Because uh, they are, they're really good. They are really good. Uh, and, of course, there was uh, a post that I posted up maybe like a day or so ago uh, about the Maybury um, Heli thing, T-inspired um, floorboard, not floorboard. Um, upscaler. Upscaler, upscaler, yeah, upscaler. I'm not allowed to say floorboard because um, Dave Rage will have me. Uh, he's <laughs> he's coined that phrase. Um, but yeah, so like the single pickup, like single Gretsch looking. I think it's more of a humbucker than it is Gretsch, to be fair. But it looks like a Gretsch. Um, very much in the style of a junior. And... I think I understand the junior a little bit more now. <laughs> if I remember rightly, it's got no select because obviously there's no pickups and just a volume control. No, it's a concentric one. So it does. Oh, is it con- right? Volume yeah. and tone. And actually, um, the the tone sweep is really usable. Whatever he's done with that is is amazing. He's he's used the 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 correct tone capacitor for the the pickup. Um. All rolled off is a very, very nice toad on that. A very nice toad. Yeah, I can uh, imagine. I, I, yeah, I posted up on, on uh, the Instagram post that hopefully this this end of the the new year, uh, this end of the, this year, sorry, I'll be getting a review out on that guitar as well because I really want to do that for the channel because um, it's, yeah. It's just lovely. Um, so we're we're approaching a, about the fifty minute mark now. So I reckon we should should coerce it onto onto some relatively uh, retrospective stuff. But before we do that, um, today, um, Mister Adrian Thorpe posted up on uh, on Thorpe Effects Facebook um, page. It is a page, and it's not a group. Uh, so I think it's a page. Yeah. So he posted up on that. Um, the the fact that the um, the Dane pedal, the the Pete Honoray uh, signature Thorpe uh, drive and boost, uh, is fastly approaching its thousandth unit, and to celebrate that, he's doing a golden uh, a golden variant on it. So it's like a, a one-off golden thousandth uh, Dane, uh, a greater Dane, if you will. Um, <laughs> but the, the the kind of story that came behind it, it it wasn't. It's not coming from a place of vanity, or it's not coming from a place of of pride. Um, he's him and uh, the guys at Andertons are doing a really noble thing about it. Um, so. Um, there was a picture of him and his 
uh, one of his children. I can't remember her name. Um, but yeah, it, it was basically saying that uh, in uh, yeah, in in the the kind of the the lead up to the birth of his daughter, it, it uh, ended up that she uh, she came out uh, a little bit early, uh, and in the process, it it was um, it was a case where um, with without the the help of uh, the the um, the people, the the um, healthcare staff, the the both her daughter and and his missus were uh, in in a place where it could have gone wrong, and he he wanted to use this opportunity uh, to give a little bit back there. So he's he's using this as a, a charitable opportunity where he's he's going to be donating to a a charity that do uh, do that uh, like support families. Who have had premature or ill uh, ill children, and they're called uh, let me S S N A P. Um, but also because it's going through Andertons as well, they they're throwing uh, throwing their uh, chosen charity into the ring, which is Teenage Cancer Trust, which both are absolutely uh, absolutely noble causes, and um, for yourself as well. This this presents an opportunity so the way that you get your hands on this this golden dane is it's a raffle uh so you I, you you put in i don't know the donation amount unfortunately do you happen to i saw this earlier and i can't remember yeah i think it's 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 not a great deal it's something like six quid or something like that but let's yeah. have a quick look yeah, um, Google will help us. Uh, um, so you 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 put a little bit little bit of money down, and you put your your hat into the raffle, and the the proceeds from it then go to these these charities, which is absolutely amazing. Any luck, Matt? Um, on his Instagram, and it just says buy a ticket. It there doesn't say how much the ticket is. Yeah. <laughs> no. So yeah, I mean it's. I don't think it's going to be the price of a of a Thorpey pedal straight up. It's going to be going to be like a probably a tenner at max. Um, so yeah, that's that's something I would suggest. It's uh, just going for and having the opportunity to get yourself a Golden Dane pedal as well, which is awesome. Um, so it's all for a good cause as well. Um, so we've got a couple of couple of little segments. This week, uh, the first one around this time of year. No matter what uh, what pursuit you uh, you follow, all all of us listening to this hopefully would be um, would be guitarists or like guitar related people. Uh, you tend to get these really like crappy top ten uh, guitar related gifts, and no matter what your hobby is, you'll get like. Top ten model railway related gifts or, or whatever, and they're also very tangentially related, um, and they tend to be really crap, uh, like really just tacky gifts. So we're going to have a look at. I think this was uh, a top ten list from Gear News. We're going to have a look at look through the top ten list of. Um, 
guitar related stocking fillers and in parentheses bullshit <laughs> um, so uh, first one we've got a um, uh, that so it's a, a, a music related mug and it says that's a sharp not a hashtag this is apparently the uh the go-to mug for for your guitarist and padres. You you maybe you've got a guitarist as another half or or a family member. They would absolutely love this mug at seven pounds thirty-six, including uh, like as uh, inclusive of postage. That's a sharp, not a hashtag. Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> I I would. I, Absolutely not. I would ultimately agree with with that as well. Um, so I don't think there's any anything more more to be said about that. No, like, I, like a just, mug just, is fine. Like I don't mind mugs. However, the amount of shits that I give about one that has a, a vaguely um, vaguely musical related comment on it. <laughs> Not even it's not even like a joke or a pun. It's it it's supposed to be, but it's not. Yeah, so like I think we'll 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 be generous and say like it's a music joke. That's a sharp, not a hashtag. At seven pounds thirty six, I think that can get in the bin. Yeah. Uh, so next up, uh so next in our top ten. Marshall Amp key holder. So You've probably seen these around the internet. This is officially Marshall branded. Like it looks like a, uh, a head. It's got four jack inputs. And you essentially you put a jack on your key. Yeah. Um. Initially, when I first saw these, I thought, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Um. And the more that I've seen them, the more I think, "Nah." It's just like really lukewarm about it. The, the problem I have is that I am. A, a very archetypal male where every key that I've ever owned is on my, my set of keys. <laughs> um, mainly as like a self-defense thing. So if anyone comes to try and take my keys, it's heavy enough to bludgeon them with. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not. Uh, the only thing that's on my key ring is my front door key for the block of flats the front door key for the particular flat that I live in, a bottle opener, and a key for the van. And that's all I have on my key ring. I like the fact that you've, uh, you've got the bottle opener on there. That's that's showing you mean business. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's, you've got to have a bottle opener on you at all times, just in case. That's that's the law. No, I, I don't think I've got one on mine. Oh, that's poor, man. That's yeah. poor. Like, even though my keys are hung up in the hall at the moment, in front of me, I have from last Christmas, because somebody's clearly been looking at one of these stupid tatty lists, it's a guitar-shaped bottle opener. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. That, yeah, that was must-have I mean, accessory in 2018, that. Yeah, it's actually shaped... The body is a jazz bass, but it's got six tuning pegs, so there I'm not go. sure what it's supposed to be. There you go. So that's that's actually from the uh, the Alternative Reality series, so they... They actually predicted the future with that one. <laughs> uh, Genius. There you go. The, the 69, I think it was called, or something like that. 
69. You just wanted to say 69, didn't you? Uh, I did indeed. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so we've got the Marshall, Marshall amp key holder, which, for, like, it's 30 quid pretty much. It's 20, 29.97 for what is four keys worth of holding space. Um, like I say, my keys are so heavy that I am almost <laughs> certain that it would break it. <laughs> like, but the the biggest thing, like, every time I look at this kind of stuff from Marshall, I just think, why don't you just spend the time that you, in, <laughs> you spend inventing this, looking at your amp lineup again? Because I know th- yeah. the origin in the last sort of 18 months has, has finally kind of turned things around and there's a viable... But for a while... Unless you wanted a hundred watt head, they didn't have anything that was actually feasible to buy. And yeah, this yeah, thing, so I, I've been seeing this this advertised for years as well. Yeah, and and, and it was that kind of thing, weren't it? It was the fact that you're seeing like, oh, the Marshall amps mobile phone, or the Marshall yeah. amps desk speakers, uh, or the yeah. fridge headphone, like, the fridge. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, these are all great if. You've got your amps completely sorted. sorted. Yeah, you haven't. Like the you've had the the DSL and the TSL as kind of flagships for like fifteen years now. You've still got the Marshall MG, and on from that you've went. You've gone for the the uh, the code, code, which is yeah. worse. How did you make worse than the MG? Um. But yeah, they they bought out the origin, which is banging. They bought out the studio, which is like the low low wattage uh, plexi style heads, which was the one that I forgot about last week. Um, which it's it's all stuff in the right direction, isn't it? We need some uh, some low wattage combos. I think is what we need. We need some uh, maybe like five to fifteen watt combos. Where maybe like like the old uh, class fives again because they they were apparently pretty good. We need something like that, uh, and then like a hand wired Lexi head, and that's what we need, Marshall. Um, but yeah, so back onto the original point, which we uh, <laughs> we veered veered slightly off. Um, Marshall amp keychain holder, swing and a miss. Uh, right, so next in the uh, next in the lineup, uh, and this is it's starting to look like this uh, this ten stocking filler lineup is really not great, but just just bear with us, okay? Okay, okay, okay. It, it will it will get better. It it needs to it needs to start soon. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not starting now. I can tell you that because next in our list we've got the Fender Custom Shop calendar. Um, for nine pounds seventy six. It's twenty eighteen. No, twenty nineteen. Soon to be twenty twenty. Yeah. Who's got a calendar? Yeah. On their wall, like. Oh, I, I mean, I I have got calendars around the house. Um, usually what we do is those kind of those customized ones, like on Moon Pig or Funky Pigeon or stuff, and we'll do yeah. like pictures of our family because you know they're they're nice. Um, but like, yeah, I know what you mean. I I don't actually use the calendar at home, and I've got one on my phone which I carry around with me. 
Yeah, so, and then when people ask you, are you free on such and such a date, you don't go, oh, let me go home, and then I'll call you on the landline that I also don't have, and we'll we'll discuss it then. Yeah, no, okay. I look at my phone, and it says, no, you're not busy on that date, and then I tell them face-to-face, or I can text them. Yeah. You know, it, you know yeah. I don't want any of this bloody elongated interactions with people. No, ideally, you, don't, you didn't, didn't even want the first bit. <laughs> but exactly. if they're hassling you with with finding out dates, just go, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not available, sorry. <laughs> you, you didn't check your calendar, Matt? No, sorry, I'm not available. <laughs> um, but yeah, custom shop calendar. Do you want to so look it, at... It, it's, is this a... Basically, looking at guitars you can't afford, yeah, and a different one every month. I'm gonna say guitars that you can't afford, possibly guitars that you don't want, um, because yeah. a lot of the custom shop stuff, there's like the ridiculously heavy relic, which no, you've got like ridiculous shit, like the Game of Thrones stuff that was banded about in the middle of the year, no. Uh, I mean, this like technically, technically impressive works of uh, of craftsmanship that I just don't give two shits about. <laughs> uh, if I want to look at pictures of Fender Fender guitars as well, I'm not going to wait every month to look at a new one. I'll go on Google, type in Fender Custom Shop, fill my boots. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So that yeah, I mean that's. That's number three. Number four. Uh, so this is where it starts getting getting quite fun. Um, uh, this is this is from Toman. Uh, so thirty one ninety nine. So a little bit steep as to, in terms of to- stocking fillers, but a, a cigar box guitar kit. So Wait, build your own c- entire cigar box. Yeah. So you bu- yeah, build your own cigar box guitar. Yeah. That's quite cheap for a cigar box. Like, I assume you get a neck with that? Yeah, you get a neck, yeah. yeah. Like, they're not cheap to make. I mean, I I assume it is fairly cheap to make, but, like... I mean, if you get a functioning guitar at 30 quid or whatever it is, 31 quid... Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, cigar box guitars are not meant to be fretted. They are very much just kind of slidey... Uh, yeah, but... So, like intonation's not an issue because you're not you're not going to need precise intonation. Frets yeah. aren't necessarily an issue because uh, it's it will technically have frets, but you're not really going to be using them. Um, I assume the tuners are going to be quite cheap. Um, it's only going to have like two strings or three strings. It's still it's still cheap. Yeah, don't get me wrong. And as a as a little stocking filler. As like a little project over the winter, it seems that seems seems bang on. So this is where the the list starts to pick up a bit. So cigar box guitar, yay or nay? What we're we saying, Matt? Um, I'd give. I'd definitely like to give it a go. At the end of the day, you if you can play an instrument that you've built yourself, even if it is from a kit for thirty one quid, I'd, I'd definitely give that a go. If you get an hour's worth of entertainment out of it, by the time you've spent four hours building it or whatever you've you've got 31 quid's worth of fun out of that absolutely absolutely and you you might even be the next c6 steve if you would really take to it uh, 
So yeah, I think that's a that's a bit of a winner. Right, the uh, the list takes another little dip now. Sorry, uh, Fender uh, Fender bottle opener. <laughs> uh, for like eleven pounds eighty two as well. Ouch! Yeah, Ouch. I don't yeah, even think um, it was guitar shaped. I think it it was just Fender branded. Um, Excellent. Like the one on my key ring costs ninety p. I assume this one that I've got that looks like a guitar was less than a fiver. Yeah. Like I've got plenty of bottle openers. What yeah. I don't need is one that's got Fender written on it. Absolutely. <laughs> Those bottle openers will do the job just as well. Um, yeah. I've got a Sharpie. I can write Fender on any of them. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's a that's a big miss. Uh, £12.33, Fender Amp Lunchbox. So, little uh, little metal yeah. case. Looks, a, uh, looks like a... Silver uh, face, usually. Look, uh, yeah, like a... Uh, Twin reverb or, or or whatever. I only ever saw the blackface yeah. ones. They might do them in the tweed as well, but like, yeah, I either way, no. Like, unless yes. you're gonna put the innards of a fifteen watt amp in there, and then I've got a lunchbox head, then <laughs> yeah, I, I'd consider it a literal lunchbox head. <laughs> yeah, when I first saw it, I thought again, it was it was one of these where I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. And then thought, I don't, I don't use a lunchbox, and like the just how how small it is is like superbly impractical. Um, <laughs> I mean, essentially, what I want is like a dinner plate size box, because yeah, because that's what I want for my dinner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so. You 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 missed the mark there, Fender again. Fender seemed to be really getting the uh, getting the flack on this one, and I think um, uh, Jay Cross from the Guitar Nerds is the uh, is the Fender accessory expert as well. So, <laughs> look, he's in charge of this stuff. Uh, sorry, sorry, Jay. I I think they've been doing this longer than he's yeah, been yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's been spearheading <laughs> the whole process. But, do you know what we really need to do, lads? What we really need to do is get some pressed metal and draw it, an yeah. amp on it. <laughs> yeah, Sell it as a lunchbox. Got an idea. Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. I've made I've made my own version as well of of the last one. I've written Fender <laughs> on my on my yeah. bottle opener. <laughs> and yeah, that is that's now now worth at least at least eight quid, if not more. <laughs> Uh, so we've done the bottle opener, we've done the amp container. Right, this is this this is a this is a bit of a strange one. But this one is sixteen pounds ninety five, so essentially seventeen quid. Guitar tech service station. So this takes a little bit of uh, explaining. Essentially, what it is, it's like like a cushioned mat that's the length of a guitar. I think it's like rubberized on the bottom, but it's also got uh, like a guitar neck holder. So that when you're working on a guitar, like if you've got to do any repairs and whatnot, you've got a safe space for your guitar to kind of sit without it, uh, without you knocking it or or whatnot. Yeah, that's definitely a good idea. That's definitely something that every guitarist should have access to something safe to work their guitar on rather than like 
putting your face down on a bed because you don't want to scratch anything, but you've got nothing really else you can do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so for me, for me, like seventeen quid seems a bit steep for the fact that it is just like a mat with a with a neck holder. Um, I can't say that I've ever worried so much that I'm gonna damage my guitar when I've been working on it because I, I tend to do it like when sat on a sofa. If I'm doing like if I'm doing little tweaks or like I'm sat on a chair, so I don't necessarily need need that. But I can completely see the 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 validity of it and the relevance. The next one is an essential. This is a guitar toolkit, nineteen pounds fifty two. Again, a little bit steep, and I think the fact that it's got the word guitar toolkit on it probably is why that is. Is the way it is probably probably added a tenner to a ten pound guitar, uh, sorry, a ten pound toolkit, isn't it? But yeah. However, it is it's very specific. So rather than buying like a set of Allen keys and getting four useful ones and then having having a surplus of <laughs> Allen keys, like buying a screwdriver set and having like two that work for it and then the rest that don't. These are all very specific, and you've got like. Um, there's uh, a ruler with uh, with gauges on it. The there are a couple of gauges that that test the thickness of strings going from like naught point five all the way up to uh, I, I can't even remember. Um, there's like specific Allen keys for um, metric and imperial. Um, uh, string cutters as well so the, like all of the stuff is is legit and it all comes in like a um like a woven padded case uh with with straps on it as well so um like a couple of the a couple of the kits that I've got um uh, are not necessarily cuz I've not bought guitar specific kits but I've got all of the kit for for doing jobs like that and they'll they'll come in like weird like shitty plastic boxes that yeah. if you don't put everything back in the specific place then the case doesn't shut uh yeah i think this gets around that and this is just like a a, a great all encompassing just keep that in the back of your car when you go to gigs then if anything goes wrong you're sorted that kind of like SOS guitar kit is is great. Um, so I think even though it's like it's almost twenty quid, I think it's probably worth it. Uh, we've got two more left. We've got well, so twenty two quid essentially twenty one pounds twenty three speedy string winder. So a uh, a rechargeable lithium ion battery string. Like automatic string winder. Yeah, I mean, if you're a guitar tech, then fair enough. But like, as much as I hate changing strings, I don't think that would make me hate changing strings any less because I've got one of the manual winders that. Oh, I bloody hate them! I absolutely hate them. They always slip off. I, I end up just uh, doing it by hand. Like, how do you make them slip off? 
Because and then it, it it's come off for whatever reason. I because I use yeah. locking tuners for most things. I don't have to worry about it too much. Yeah, I mean the only guitar I've got with locking tuners is the Variax, but yeah, like um, I I use a manual one. Like if if you're changing strings regularly, I can see why you'd want a lithium iron one. But yeah, I thought it was it was kind of cool. But yeah, actually, now you've mentioned the actual practicality of it, you the amount of time that you change strings, you'd probably be looking for the charger. Longer than you'd actually take to wind. Well, well that's that's it, and it's probably been so long since you last used it that it's out of charge. So you've got to charge it for two hours for the five minutes use that you need it for undoing and redoing the strings. Yeah, yeah. You've talked me out of this one. Good, good on you. <laughs> right. The the final one is the Piesta Resistance. Um. And potentially aimed towards yourself here, Matt. So we've got this is twenty four pounds eighty three, uh, an amp isolation mat. So the the idea behind it is it's like a, a tiny little kind of rectangular mat, almost square but just slightly elongated. Um, you sit your amp on it, and it prevents vibrations transferring through to the floor yeah um so you you put your amp on that and then your neighbors aren't going to be complaining the fact that they can hear a muffled whiskey in the jar going on (laughs) yeah yeah uh, that's another good idea like i know a lot of a lot of like even if we look at rather than home use um like using it out in their gigs and stuff a lot of bands will use them so that they don't get a different feel from every room. They can just set the set the amps up and yeah, they yeah. sort of want to. And obviously, you know, you you need to temper the reverb a little bit, but you're not getting different reactions from different stages and stuff. But yeah, like for for the likes of home use, exactly that. Like you put it on the floor and you're not rattling downstairs lampshade off the ceiling, are you? Yeah, and it, it, it like you say, it, it's got that that dual use as well. So you you're almost kind of homogenizing your uh your live experience as well so win-win uh yep. i i was i was quite excited about that um if you are just using it for home use just thinking about it though nothing's saying that you can't just put like a pillow underneath it and yeah but, i mean it'd have to be a pillow that you don't want to put your head on later on depending on where your amp's been but yeah but like if i think of the price of a, a your standard pillow it's not going to be £24.83. No, no, probably not. You can probably get one for a fiver, can't you? Yeah. So even if you bought a, a pillow specifically for your amp, it's <laughs> a li- little bit um, hoity-toity, that is, isn't it? But Yeah, yeah, yeah but like, like I say, I, I think the mat's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, cause it's specific for it. And if it's a, a stocking filler, then yeah, cool. Right, yeah. so... Was, was this was that whole thing a Toman branded list or? Uh, I don't think so, but quite a few just, of the things were from just from just because like every year that I've seen one of these, um, they've had a product in that you haven't mentioned, um, which is a product that is both threat talk friendly. 
in terms of its name and also actually quite useful. So you, have you heard the company Big Bend before? Ah, the nut sauce. Yeah, nut sauce or even the nut sack, which is nut sauce plus some ways to apply your nut sauce and some other guitar-y accessories, which I think I think that I think the nut sack comes in at about thirty quid. Um, but yeah. it's like it's it's you, you've got your nut sauce and a load of other little bits and bobs that kind of make maintaining a guitar easier. And it's 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 completely worth it for the fact that it's called the nut sack. I yeah, mean, big my, man's nut sack. My uh, my brother once bought me uh, some weird like guava flavored energy drink because it had the it, the name on it was balls. <laughs> Um, that was a fantastic present. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like at the end of the day, Christmas presents. If you're going to do surprise Christmas presents, your aim is to make the person smile when they open it. Yeah, because yeah. And if, if we're if we're all going to be honest about like little Christmas presents like this, eighty percent of them are going in the bin or going to the charity shop. No, yeah. like Christmas. Like this is part of the reason I'm not a, not a Christmassy person, but but if if you look at the presents that you get that aren't stuff that you've asked for, more often than not, it either goes in a pile and you get rid of it in five years' time. It goes to the charity shop, it goes in a bin, or it sits on a shelf. Yeah, it's 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 consumerism for the for the sake of it, isn't it? I mean, if, yeah. if anyone is uh, is listening to this podcast. Because uh, I think this one, this one will be out just before Christmas, and they want to buy me a present. I can't find my, uh, can't find my fast for it anywhere, and I love that stuff. So, if anyone's uh, looking to buy me a present, a, a tub of fast for it, do me nice. There we and go. Th- there you go. That's a, a lovely guitar um, thing as well. Yeah, just a, a tub of fast for it. Just to keep your strings nice and fresh. Just like you can't can't beat that, can you? Um, so, on to our main meat of the the podcast. Now that we an hour and twenty, <laughs> um, I thought, <laughs> yep, yeah. Joe has definitely definitely got to work by now. This he's, is probably it's probably tomorrow by now. I was say, he's probably travelling to work again for the second day. <laughs> Still well, see yeah. if we're gonna. And spoilers, you are going to get there this time because I've got some news, but I don't think we've got to get there. Uh, so, <laughs> this segment is is a roundup of the year, and I, I've coined it Favourite Bits of Gear of the Year. Because yep. that's that's not taken. That name there is definitely not taken. Nope. No. Uh, so we're gonna we're we're taking a bit of a walk walk down memory lane uh, on the Fretzel podcast here. We we we're thinking about what happened in a year, and it's been a really great one for for the Fretzel podcast. I think we've we've achieved some some amazing stuff, and we've we've been making some really really quite quite nice and consistent podcasting. Uh, if I do say so myself, I think I'm allowed to. It's Christmas. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we start. We we kicked off the year. Um, pretty much, kind of last last year leading into this one was the uh, the Brexit means Brexit prize draw that we did at the start of the year, which was 
uh, one by, uh, I think John Tron Davidson won that, um, who I have subsequently uh, subscribed to on YouTube and uh, really like his stuff. Um, he's intensely, intensely into the plectrums of the guitar world. Uh, he run, runs the heavy, heavy repping YouTube channel. Um, so, yeah, you get a free plug as well as a free, uh, free pedal there, John Tron. Uh, so the BNB price draw happened. Um, almost, almost straight after that, we, uh, we, we had to make a little bit of an apology to our, our listeners. A bit of a serious apology, which we can now look back at and laugh. Um, yeah, bolt guitars. Yeah, that was a thing, wasn't it? It was. That was a well, whole thing. Well, it weren't. It weren't was the problem. Well, yeah, that's the problem. But yeah, I mean, it was a thing. It just wasn't the thing that we thought it was going to be. Yeah. It was just hassle. Yeah. Yeah. So it did. It ended up being, it ended up being quite a lot of hassle. Um, yeah. Just, just for those uh, who perhaps didn't, didn't get this, we, we, um, saw bulk guitars uh, in 2018, February 2018, at the um, the Birmingham Guitar Show. L- looked at their stuff, quite liked it. Got in contact uh, with the owner of uh, bulk guitars and was like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll do a do an interview with you promoting your stuff because it's it's pretty cool and we like to we like to like throw a spotlight on on." Uh, smaller brands to help you along we did that and then we all got talking to um to mr mr bolt uh about like getting ourselves some of these uh these nice instruments and he was like yeah cool and he'd put up some uh uh put up some offers on his uh on his uh facebook page as well so we went into that and then um uh, and then months went by, and um, yeah, the guitars didn't didn't materialise. Yeah, and then to cut a long story short, <coughs> oh, pardon me, to cut a long story short, um, we ended up having to chase down a refund for these uh, these instruments that didn't show. Yeah, and and just to put into context how long it was. We couldn't even do the PayPal claims because it was outside of the 180 days. So, like, bearing in mind that we've been told three months, or at least I was told three month, three to four months for my guitar. Yeah. I think you, you were the first one that you ordered, I think, we, you, were, you were around the same time. And Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, was, like, I, was, I was quoted uh, September as a... As a um, as a delivery for it, and then September came and it hadn't been there. Uh, I was reassured that they were were with bulk guitars at the time, and that they would be uh, would making their way out soon. October came and that didn't happen. The same reassurances happened, and uh, certain things were offered to sweeten the sweeten the pot. And to to kind of quiet and quiet and myself and and uh, others down, um, and yep, still didn't happen. And I think by by the new year at that point, by by the January, 
um, we'd given up and we just we we filed claims, and it it all turned out well. We got our money back, or at least I, I did at least anyway. I think yeah. you did as well, didn't you? I I did, yeah. Every everybody that I know that um, asked for a refund after a certain date was told that, that he I'm pretty sure he was blacklisted by PayPal so he couldn't do refunds through PayPal so I think yeah. everybody that I know that gave him their bank details got their money back I know there was the, the the Facebook group about it and people were giving each other advice and there was a few people who didn't want to give him their bank details I don't know whether they ever got their money back but I mean um, you can understand why by that point as well yeah um, yeah, but like, like at least we we got our money back, and I don't know anybody that listens to the podcast that didn't. Uh, nobody's kind of been in touch today that that case. But if anybody yeah. did put an order, I know we we did this at the time. But if anybody did put in an order following our podcast, I'm very sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It made us feel like right dicks. The fact that we'd uh, we'd promoted this company, and on good faith that I'd ha- actually seen the bloke who run the company. And the guitars at the show, you'd think that would be a pretty elaborate thing to do to go through and try and scam people. And the the um, the company had been going for quite a while as well. By that point, it had been going for like two or three years. Yeah, um, and I I don't think the guy's intention to start with was to scam people, but I think no. Instead of oh, like he he was having issues with. I, I believe, well, he claims to be uh, that he was having issues with the quality of the guitars that he was getting sent. But rather than saying that at any point, yeah, I think he was he was lying, saying that the guitars were made in the UK when they weren't, and then he, the, the guitar quality from that was shipped from China, that was where the guitars were actually being made, yeah. um, was sort of not not to the standard. But instead of him then saying that, he just wouldn't pay the company and was asking for better quality. Then the whole cut, they, like they lost their supply line, and he just started then making up and elaborate lies about other people taking the company over, and there was all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah, the there was, yeah, towards the end of it, there was a um, a massive uh, lack of clarity, uh, and without wanting to run it through, run the whole. Uh, whole situation through the mud again and log and any more of that any any more of that negativity it's it's all gone and done now and the the guitar company has pretty much disappeared um there's there's very little remnants of the guitars still left um there was quite. There was a few of the uh, people who were um, artists as well who um, who broke up from the company in in quite a spectacular way, um, and <laughs> that's information that if you want to you want to find that out, it's a little bit of googling will help you help you out with that. It's quite entertaining uh, some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, from from us at the Fretzel Podcast, we we just apologise that we. Uh, Kind of got embroiled in any of that, um, but hey ho, uh, that was that was the start of the year. Um, then, shortly after that, Thorpey released their first non-drive pedal, which is kind of cool. 
so the deep organ. Yep. Uh, which, again, like to this day, is, is getting uh, getting some critical acclaim. And they followed it up really not not that long ago with uh, camouflage. Uh, so it's <laughs> it, <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a name, isn't it? Um, it's, it's a it's a fantastic name for a pedal. Yeah, um, but it, it's it's uh, it's so the the start of this year is something that they um, they kind of dip their toe into the water of the modulation world and and, and definitely kind of running with that now um i'm looking forward to when they do a a a phase because gotta love phase Uh, what else we got going on uh so we got uh thorby oh yeah at the end of january we started doing live podcasts uh with mr lee um so that that's a thing and that's been almost going a year now as well so that's uh that's pretty cool um shortly after that as well uh we had <laughs> we were rather immature about greg cox um signature reverend <laughs> you can't not be immature with a name like that yeah I, the- I, like um one thing gra was talking about um looking for um, new pickups for one of his tellies and he was talking about the Greg Cox and it's like uh, yeah, the fluence, fluence is it yeah yeah and I, like even even then it was just like you said Greg Cox and I just had to giggle <laughs> of course I mean it's it is the the gentleman's choice that is um, so we we laughed about the about the cock um, and if if any of you are interested in the the Greg Cox signature um, Reverend T-shaped T-inspired guitar. Um, I think last week they did a, a Greg Cox special on that pedal show. It's really interesting. Greg Cox's an amazing player, and he's as mad as a box of badgers. So it's really entertaining to watch. Um, snake oil pedals. So, sorry, snake oil fine instruments. Um, yeah, you remember them? Chapman's pedals. Yeah, yeah. It was a tube screamer and something else. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was uh, two totally different new pedals that we've never seen before. Yeah. So, uh, have you heard much else about them since? I've not seen anything at all since we did the story on them, whenever that was. Yeah. February? Uh, around that time, yeah. Around that time. Uh, and there's going to be a few instances of that. I'm not just picking on the the, the Chapman uh, snake oil pedals, although they are the first uh, first to, to come up. Uh, yeah, we we very shortly after that decided on doing song, a song a month. <laughs> we did like five six months of that. We did, yeah, yeah, we did definitely. Um, Maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll do like a Christmas special where we'll do like a little. We'll we'll play a Christmas tune to our to our listeners. I don't know. We might do. Uh, Birmingham Guitar Show. Uh, I did that. Obviously, you didn't because I live near Birmingham. You live on do an island. Do not live nearly. 
<laughs> do not live near Birmingham. Although this year I'm going to see if I can attend. That would be amazing. That would be really cool. Um, this uh, the 2019 one. I got to see uh, a few really cool things. Uh, I got to meet uh, Phil from Pedal Patch and Stuart Tate for the first time, which was really cool. Uh, there were a, another couple of people who I met as well. I, I actually went to the pub with uh, the, the, the those guys, those two guys, um, Alex from Xander Effects, uh, Matt from Fidelity, Hampstead uh, uh, Amps, yep, can't remember his name. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, and they all marvelled at the fact that um, that beer in Birmingham doesn't cost eight quid a pint, which I I <laughs> never really truly appreciated until <laughs> until the the southerners come here and go, well, this is really cheap. I've got a um, a segment saying that we the, there was new classic vibes uh, released around uh, February, but I can't remember which ones. Uh, was it the Starcaster actually? Were they then? Is that in the classic vibe? There was a, there was a classic vibe version, yeah. But the, there was also there was a, an affinity, maybe an affinity series, uh, and a and a, a Starcaster, mo- yeah, and a modern, yeah, yeah. I don't remember there being a Starcaster in the Squire range. Yeah, yeah, there's three of them. <laughs> yeah okay there you go if you there, say so there's some news I think that might have been later though so I might be uh, up the wrong tree with that one um, also kind of around that time the alternative reality stuff uh, so you had oh this is this is really really pushing the boundaries of my memory there was the tenor telecaster I know that much um, which was a bit strange like a weird like four strings short scale telecaster um there was the the 69 was it the 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 one that andy ferris has got which is like a jazz bass body yeah with the like two lipsticks and humbucker yeah 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 uh what else was there in that series there was the no that was a 66 oh 66 maybe yeah cool and and then there was the one the, the 12 string with the hockey stick headstock Okay, yeah. I can't remember what that was called, but it was 12-string, and it was a strat shape with a hockey stick as a head, headstock. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else was there? Um, there was some absolutely... What was the one with the, like, split pickups? I can't remember. So it looked, it had, like, three P-bass-looking pickups in it, but it was a guitar. Yeah, so I think from from this we can we can surmise that it didn't have as big an impact on us as the uh, the parallel universe stuff. Yeah, definitely not. Um, which was was the meteora around this time? The HH meteora could very well have been. I think the meteora was a separate thing, though. I don't think they. I think it was a separate thing, but I think it came out the same time, which confused people. Yeah. Um. So that's that. I mean, that's that's a, a series that I'd like to see continue. 
in the future. I think like doing some like weird, just quirky things that don't quite fit into any any lineup, but are a bit cool. I like that. Um, and I really like the fact I, I like the what they did with the meteor, uh, making it uh, humbucker humbucker, and just having the the slightly flat colours uh, rather than the kind of trying to make it black guard. Yeah, I like that. I think that that works really well. And the rosewood necks on those as well. Sorry, the rosewood boards looked really good. Um, yeah, the meteora. I haven't even got that written down, but we we got that. Um, what else have we got? Alternate reality. Around that time, I started getting really excited about the R series Joyo pedals because they had been uh, been released, and I was like, I'd love to get my hands on them, and now I have. <laughs> um, and very similar time, Dan Electro released two pedals in a lineup. Oh, are these the road worn pedals? They are the road worn pedals. I'd forgotten these. I don't things. remember anything else about them. I just remember they were road worn and it really annoyed me. <laughs> yeah, so the, there was there was a fuzz. I'll, I'll take your word for it. There was a fuzz, and I think the. There was a drive pedal, and the drive pedal was really weird. It was on. Um, it it had like six controls rather than a, a sweepable gain. It was like six notches, as far as I remember. It's like a almost like a preamp. Yeah, I remember. I remember this now. It's like the more you're talking about it, the more it's coming back into my memory. But yeah, yeah. Like, what was that all about? And. That that very same comment that was made for the snake oil pedals, made for this, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what happened to them? Yeah, didn't quite work out, did it? Um, very shortly after that, you hosted the show. Oh shit, I did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. So this was kind of Marchish time, I reckon. So. If you are if you're a relatively new uh Fret Talk listener and you want to hear the episode that Matt hosted, go go back to about March and check them out. Um uh, that was really yeah, cool. I can't, I can't even remember why I did it. Because we You were busy No, it's because I couldn't be bothered the one the one week, I think. Alright. I think fair enough. I think no, I think it was actually. Like I I was too busy to write the write the show up. So you did it. <laughs> Um, which is just bang on right from one Matt to another Matt Heafy uh, that double oh that stupid fucking strap double strap oh. <laughs> yeah. what a prick <laughs> <laughs> no no Matthew um, but his guitar is all white and he brought out a black strap that goes across the middle of the guitar like what is he doing it was a bit silly uh, yeah, I think oh. the less said about that, the better. Um, the next thing in our thing is just literally one of the episode titles, which was Gary Jink, which was... <laughs> yeah. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, so, I mean, we've had a few, a few amazing, um, uh, amazing memes uh, pop up in the the podcast group 
mainly from our, our good man, Doug Christ. Um, this was the first one, I think, and it, is, it just always sticks with me because it's, it's just hands <laughs> down my favourite. Uh, Gary Jink. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good, good times, man, good times. Uh, clo- were, close second is Sexy Matt in a Bath. This <laughs> got me through some dark times as. Um Game of Thrones custom shop um guitars. Right. Yeah. So they were a thing. So can you remember all three? Lannister Jazzmaster. Yep. Stark Telly. Yep. And Targaryen Stratocaster. Yeah, well done. Nice. Yeah, yeah, you uh, yeah. Nailed him. I, I I remember the Lannister Jazzmaster because that was the only one that I liked yeah, for yeah. what it was. Yeah, it looked the Stark. It te- looked nice. Didn't the, it? Stark, the Stark Telly I remember because it was basically just a grey telly that cost twenty grand, and then it had to be Targaryen because they were the three who had chance of being on the throne. At the start of season eight, before <laughs> yeah, before they ruined it, or, before they ruined the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they thought like this is the last season. We we're not gonna get any more money out of this. Fuck it, let's burn it all to the ground. Uh, burn it all down. Oh, oh dear. Um. Yeah. Yeah, we had quite a few episodes where it was like no Game of Thrones spoilers, no Game of Thrones spoilers. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, the um. The episodes where they take on uh, take on the Ice King, uh, yeah, that uh, Battle of Winterfell. They they should have just ended it there, and that was it. That would have been great. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, there were flaws in that episode for me, but that that was the the two episodes, like the first two episodes, fuck all really happened. But I quite liked that because they were building to stuff. Yeah, that they just never paid off. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so this year as well, Game of Thrones ended. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Maybury Guitars, Dante. Uh, Dave Rage did a, a review on his channel. Uh, we commented about it. I've now obviously got the the upscaler version of... I mean, it's it's the same body shape. And I actually got to try Dante at the uh, London International Guitar Show. And I really like Dante. <laughs> and I think, I think I'll leave it there. Uh, in May, On the Bench, that's when the On the Bench series uh, kicked off, I think. It, it mentions that that's when it was, that's when we talked about it first. So I think that's probably when, when the series started, started coming out. Um, so, uh, after that, Origin, uh, Origin Cali 76 giveaway. We did a, a giveaway with the Origin Cali 76. Is that six months ago? About, it feels like about three weeks ago. Exactly. <laughs> and that, uh, the person who won the Cali 76 just so happens. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> just happens to be like a on the pod- co host on the podcast now as well, yeah. It's our, our Will from a rocket complex, yeah. and he did an absolutely amazing um, uh, video explaining compressors. 
using that. So yeah. that was really cool that he got got his hands on that. Um, we did a segment for a while called Room One Hundred and One, which was basically where we got to throw one thing that annoyed us into the into the abyss of the guitar world, and I believe we've uh, we've had stuff like uh, single ply. Uh, single ply scratch uh, s- scratch plates would have been in there. Yeah. We've had uh, like the the jack input on uh, Stratocasters. Maybe was one. Uh, yeah, we had. I rem- I remember putting sand in there because it was just after the gig that I done. <laughs> yes, 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 we did. Uh, so I thought as a as a log a little like a, a mini tribute to Room One Hundred One. Um, I was. I'm gonna give you a, a room 101 that I want to uh, want to chuck in the bin, and this this has been carefully considered over over many years. This is. I want to throw clon pedals in there. Uh, <sighs> That's controversial. It is. It's really controversial, and there are people out there who love them, and all good and well. If it works for you, fine. I'm chucking them into the abyss. I I had a, a J Rocket Archer, um, and they're supposed to be like as close as damn it to the the real thing. Didn't care, literally didn't care. Um, I've played through a couple of um, less pricey versions. Still don't care. I just I don't think I get it. Um, and because of that, I want to throw them away and make them never exist. I mean, like, I I don't know whether I can get behind that. Bearing in mind my my rhythm tone for four or five years was a soul food. Yeah, I mean, a soul food is not really a clone clone. No, it's mm, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I, it's it's like it's it's almost like a clone if the person designing it had never. Heard a clon, but had had a clon described to them by someone who hadn't heard a clon, but knew kind of <laughs> what they'd sound like. So it's like a photocopy of a photocopy, if 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 you get me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. I mean, like the the clon clone that Steve has, which obviously is a, a high end one that, yeah. I, that I managed to play in May. I can't remember what brand or. or anything but that that really impressed me but like i've tried a j rocket i didn't care about it i've tried what's the the little golden oh, the mini pedal no the tumnus is sort of but again the tumnus is not really a proper clon tumnus is actually like a drive pedal i quite like the tumnus no there's there's like a one of the cheaper brands that does oh, mint, musky like, might be mosky, but yeah, yeah. I've, I've tried a couple of them anyway, and you're right, they, they're just kind of meh, aren't they? Just yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, for me, it's 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 not really a thing. It, if if you want that kind of sound that they do, turn your amp up a little bit louder, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, man, absolutely. I think, so yeah, I'll give you that. I think we're, we're throwing it in, aren't we? Good, yeah, good. Well done, Room One Hundred and One. I think we'll bring 
bring that back and, and have, bring some more thought to it as well. Um, almost couldn't live cast radiator goop. There we go. So there was, there was <laughs> the, the one, uh, one episode of uh, the Fret Talk during the summer when I was doing a bit of decorating and I, I'd taken a radiator off the wall. Uh, radiator started uh, leaking. Um, so I went, went up to sort it out. Uh, took the radiator off the wall. Black goop just started pissing out and yeah not been right ever since <laughs> uh so that that was the the live cast that almost didn't happen it was delayed by about 30 minutes i think uh, but we still made it so rock and roll uh yeah silver sky se teased so there was uh, around that point as well there was mention that the the uh, PRS Silver Sky was going to get an SE release and that still hasn't happened. I am not happy because uh, that would be awesome. Uh, so we're getting into about September time now. Uh, the Guitar Cartel uh, podcast, we had uh, like a, a special with... Uh, we had Maybury Guitars, we had Underfluke, we had... Uh, everything Joseph and uh, Simon from JSA all on like a, an awesome little um, guitar cartel podcast, which was cool. Got to it was almost like a kind of mini interview, but also podcast uh, thing. The audio quality isn't great because we were doing a four way uh, four way call. However, um, it's well worth a listen. So if absolutely. You, if uh, if if you've not checked that one out, give it a listen because I I thought it was thoroughly entertaining, um, and I was on it, and I'd I'd still happily sit back and listen to like Simon Simon's uh, uh, just a font of all knowledge and hilarious, uh, really cool cool guy. Um, we all got uh, Hello Sailor Range Masters, hey. <laughs> um, so we could we could finally compare. Uh, I've still still got to uh, get the video out about that. I've recorded a video for Pedal Boards of Doom and I've still got to get that out on my list of things to do. I hope that wasn't one of the, the files that I just deleted. Um, so part way through this cast, the, you might not notice it because my editing skills are fantastic. On point. Um, but I had to stop the podcast because my... Um, my computer told me it had 256 megabytes left um, and it wasn't willing to continue on. Uh, so I had to delete some stuff. So I deleted some videos. Um, yeah, I really hope that <laughs> the Wayne Master one wasn't one of them. I'd, uh, if it was, it was. I'll, I'll happily do it again because that pedal <laughs> is amazing. Uh, PRS SE sandblasted stuff. They were not so long ago. Uh, they're still being mentioned. I think Lee mentioned one last week. Um, no talk all tone became a thing, which is um, possibly my favourite thing that I've done on YouTube because they they don't take 
a vast amount of editing to get out, which means that I can literally get the content out on on the YouTube channel, which means that over the past like twelve weeks or something, I've re- reviewed twelve pedals, which has been great. Uh, and for this week, I've not got one recorded. Um, but I will probably do that tomorrow. So there is there's a possibility of maybe like four pedals, and I reckon before the uh, before I hang up on this call, but after I've pressed the stop on the record, I'll be consulting Matt, finding out which one I should do. Sounds like a plan. Um, Fender Ultra Series. Um, that happened. And at some point in this, and I don't know which, but I remembered it happened. The Boss uh, Boss Two Hundred series happened. Like the smaller versions of the Five Hundreds come out, and yeah, they've that. That's pretty much our year. Um. So that those are the kind of the highlights of the year. Um. Out, out of all of it, Matt. What's your takeaway from uh, from the uh, from the year? For, as as for new things, like there's there's not been anything I don't think that I've bought that was new out this year mm. for possibly the first time in about five years. Fair play. Um, how about your so how about your favourite purchase? Oh my favourite! Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> you've you've got quite a lot, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, I was talking to, to, to a couple of people about this. I said that uh, my rig was done, I believe, in February. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, it might have even been in January. I said, I don't need to buy anything this year. I, yeah, I just bought the mini acoustic, which I've already sold. <laughs> but yeah, um, I believe I said I didn't need to buy anything. And I reckon I've probably spent two grand on gear. <laughs> I mean, that's... That's a relatively fruitful year, that is. Yeah, um, like, obviously, although technically the not all of the payment came out of my bank account this year, the, the Les Paul has to be, I've only spent eight days with it or something like that, 10 days, 11 days, whatever it is. Um, that's, that's oh, like, it has to be up there. That's going to be at least joint number one with the Cabernet for... Years to come, yeah. Um, so in terms of new things to me, certainly that that would be number one. In terms of like off the shelf purchases, the Raise the Dead, um, the Raise the Dead, it's just so much fun. I know it's like, uh, it's it's silly, isn't it? It's it's just childishness in a in a pedal. It is. It's but it's amazing, and it's yeah. Um, and I, I still use it in inappropriate places, and it makes me giggle. And yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm um, glad so, for that. I'm really glad. So yeah, that with a, a an honourable shout out to the Antares, which is also amazing. Yeah, and I, I was, I mean, I was all geared up for having the Antares as 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 mine there, and and you know what, I will because it's just it's good. Um, that clean blend is amazing. I'm also going to give a, a a shout out to the JSA Mini Muff, which 
it it does a very similar job to the uh the Rise of the Dead in the fact that it is it is just like kick your amp's head in kind of fun. Um and it, it gets you in that that pushed vintage fuzz sound. And the I mean both the Antares and the uh, the Mini Muff are idiot proof. They've got one knob on them. You just turn it up to get the level that you want. Yeah. Just and as you've mentioned, JSA, like the the mini compressor, the tight squeeze or whatever I think you, I can't remember what he calls yeah, yeah, it. Tight but, squeeze, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's changed my outlook on compression. So I, I started this year with no compressor on my board. I bought a Mua yellow comp, which is currently sat above my computer, just up there. Um, because I bought it and went, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, and then the I noticed that um, he'd finally started, because he, he, he did one of the mini ones for somebody, and then he was finally talked into doing it as a proper run. Yeah. And I know there's, there's, a, there's a few people with them now, and they're just so easy, because there's no hassle about dialing them in. The level, you put at Unity... And the compression, you bit, you turn that up until the blue light is flashing, and then you just leave it there, and you can't hear it compressing anything. It's just doing what compression should do without ruining your tone. And then, if you want fast attack, put it in the fast place. If you want slow attack, put it in the slow place. Just yeah, just it's it's like. It's idiot's compression, which is what I needed because I can't be bothered <laughs> with this. Like, as much as Will's video is great at explaining, like, because he, he had the three knob, um, Cali off us, didn't he? Uh, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a three knob, the compact. Um, and as much as that's great, I don't, I'm lazy. I don't want to have to spend time dialing in yeah. compression when I don't particularly like the sound of compression. If I can get compression that makes my life on stage easier makes my tone better but i don't have to think about it and i can just hit the guitar as hard as i'm going to strum and wait for the blue light to flash then that's yeah that's 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 what i want to do i didn't even when i set that compressor up i didn't even have my board plugged into an amp yeah it's because you don't need it that simple it's it's like the one knob fuzz pedal of the compression world isn't it yeah and it's really, really good compression. Yeah. Studio quality compression. Yeah, and that I mean the the good words that you and, and all of the others who have got them say about this make me think that I'd need one of those. I'm rocking the yellow comp at the moment and the, the yellow comp's fine for me. But it's no tight squeeze, is it? No, no, like it will it will totally change like yeah, if you if you're rocking the yellow comp then upgrade because it's exactly the same size. It fits in exactly the same place on your pedal board, and it's just fantastic. Yeah, I think I think that might be the uh, the new gear, new year, uh, and I think on, on such a such a marathon of a podcast, that is where we end it for today. Oh, I am absolutely spent. Oh, oh, I say I'm absolutely spent, and then I look over, and I've got this beautiful green uh, <laughs> cable. So I'm just going to rustle this cable here. There you go. You can hear that. That's the sound of a quality little Velcro tie for a cable that I bought from Pedal Patch. 
uh, practical patch, sorry, not pedal patch. Pedal patch do patch cables, kits. Practical patch, hand make cables. So it's got, it's like specced up, like all of the things that you want to hear a cable has, like Nutric Jacks and Van Damme, uh, Van Damme low noise cable and Tech Flex. It's got all of those. Um, and for that, I, I paid about the same that you'd pay for a Planet Waves. Like, I think it's like 26 quid or something for a 10 foot cable. You'd easily pay that for a, uh, for an off the shelf brand with half the spec of that. Um, yeah. And the, the Instagram post where I did, uh, it's got the SG and it's the SG literally going through that cable into the HC5. Um, Simple, effective, pleasure. This is what it is. Um, but I'm definitely that's that's where we got to end for today. Um, so thank you. Uh, this isn't going to be the last podcast for the year, but it's the last non-live podcast for the year. So I feel that we do a. Uh, we're going to give you a, a a thank you for your year's worth of patronage. Uh, chances are over the. Over the holiday season, we probably won't release one after Christmas until the new year. Um, so we'll probably have like a week, two weeks off, something like that. Um, as as per usual, uh, and then kicking it off in the new year. Um, if you want to help us out, make sure that you're sharing these podcasts um, because you share it with one person. If everyone does that, our listenership doubles. And as we all know, that leads to good things. Uh, at the start of the year, we, we gave out uh, a, a Brexit pedal. We gave it a Cali 76. We've given out string butlers. We've given out uh, two Earthquaker devices plumes as well. We are the podcast that keeps on giving. Uh, we're like motherfucking Santa. Uh, if you want to find us online um, I am at Budget Pedal Chapter everything so Instagram Facebook Twitter the other one YouTube as well Uh, Twitter I don't really do much on I wouldn't bother following me on that one Um, Matt you are here underscore Matt Q at everything so Twitch Twitter Instagram yeah there we go beautiful you are also on the Bad Bookers podcast um and <laughs> you sounded like Herbert the pervert from fucking family guy when you said it Instagram then. Instagram? Are you doing Morris? Yeah. I'm trying to remember what I say at the end of a podcast there when it's gone. Um, um, yeah, so we we've got the Fret Talk podcast group as well. We are also frequenters of the pedal boards of Doom. Um, group and that's pretty much it thank you for listening thank you for being Fret Talk listeners for the year of 2019 we will catch you next week for the last on one on the flip side yeah. catch you on the flip side Indeed. yeah look at me with my modern <laughs> down with the kids <laughs> modern lingo of the 90s <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we will catch you uh, on the next le- next podcast, which will be the live one, which will be released 
maybe on it's like Christmas Eve Eve, I think. So that's as close as damn it as we've ever got to um to, to a Christmas release. Um and until until next year, it will be a tatty boy from me. Hurrah from Matt. Say bye Matt. Bye Matt. Wee. So tatty boy and good night from the Fret Talk Podcast for this year. Hurrah a bit. Two hour a bit. Bye. Bye. Not that busy. I don't I think, don't you're, think ready you're ready for, for this jelly. jelly. <laughs> We've been worse. Because my body's so bootylicious for well, you, babe. I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, dear. <laughs>